The views and opinions expressed during this program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cox Media Group Ohio. You're listening to an encore presentation of an Ask the Expert show on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. This is WHIO's consumer warrior, Clark Howard. Beware scam artists in Dayton. I'll find you out. This is WHIO meteorologist, Kirsty Zantini. If weather breaks this hour, we will break it. And you're listening to an Ask the Expert weekend on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. And a good Saturday morning, and welcome back to the sec- second hour of Garden Talk right here on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. My name is Mark Weber, and I have hosted this legendary broadcast now for 28 years. Um, I'm a degreed horticulturist from Ohio State University. Along with that as well, I'm the president and co-founder of a company called Mark Weber's Landscaping. And you can learn all about what we do at uh, WeberLandscaping.com. And uh, for the next uh, two hours, I'll be talking to you about whatever is going on in your gardening world. And uh, give us a call today at 457-1290. That's 457-1290. And we'll be happy to put you up on the uh, call screen and get you your questions answered right here. 457-1290. Also, you can join us live at uh, GardenTalkBlog.com. Chris, who's up on one? Is it the guy that was on hold before? Not sure. Haven't had a chance to talk to him Okay, yet. see what that's going on. I'm going to go talk to Mr. Rich Pearson. Good morning, Rich Pearson. Good morning, Mark. How are you? I'm I'm I'm, I'm well, Rich. I'm glad to hear your voice. <laughs> glad to hear your voice, too. You were falling under the weather last night. Oh, my gosh. It was horrid. <laughs> For my family, they're probably like, thank God we shut him up finally. So... <laughs> Yeah, just shut up, go away. Yeah, but uh, I'm back in the saddle and everything's back to normal again, I guess. So, um, you know, Rich, I, I will tell you, this has been a season that uh, if you if a plant's in reasonably good condition, it's growing to beat the band right now. Um, these timely weather events with the rain have been really nice. But if that plant isn't under some type of undue stress from nutrients or poorly drained soils, improper placement, um, bad pruning, it may have some problems now. Well, yeah, and I've been getting a lot of questions about um, otherwise apparently healthy plants that have been in the ground for a number of years. And I think a lo- with, with unexpected disease conditions, mm-hmm. and I, I think a lot of it has been at least triggered by this kind of wacky, prolonged um, deciding if we're in winter or spring or maybe just go right into summer kind of weather we're having. Um, but a lot of things are out of kilter. A lot of uh, insect cycles are changed. A lot of bloom cycles are, are uh, altered. And I'm getting, uh, I'm getting questions about diseases on plants that those diseases aren't ordinarily associated with those particular plants mm-hmm. or the severity of the disease is almost unheard of. And so many of them are, well, they're, they're bacterial or, um, or fungal. And some of them are, are fatal, <laughs> and it requires removing the plant. 
but it, what it's coming down to is um, I spend a lot of time asking diagnostic questions. You know, how old is the plant? Where is the site? I get the details of the site. And the bottom line is folks need to be very vigilant and, and the time, you know, and, and be out there in your, your garden and your landscape and, and noticing what's going on. When foliage starts to be a little off color, it's time to take a closer look. Or if you see a distortion in the stem, it's time to take a closer look. Well, Rich, you know, the thing that I notice, I, 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 it always amazes me how um, a lot of the things that, that at least my office sees is related to a lengthy stress period, a period, mm-hmm. a period that's been going on for not weeks, not months, but years. <laughs> mm-hmm. And and a lot of the things that, 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 that we deal with are more related to plant stress that, that could have been easily... Um, swerved off at the past by simply managing the landscape better through good pruning or good watering practices or with or better fertility practices. I have more fatalities in the plant world related to those big three um, than than any other. And, And those are all controllable things, you know, that we have control over. Um, so exactly, yeah, and so you know, a lot of plant management issues or plant decline issues are related to the lack of <laughs> proper, you know, best practices of horticulture. I don't know how else to say it. Uh, exactly, and when and that's why I do these exhausting kind of essay tests for folks. And um, I had a I had a couple, and I believe they had. One of those boxwoods that were in in just serious decline, and it looked for all the world like an overwatering issue. Mm-hmm. But in in talking to them, they weren't adding any water. It wasn't a site that was necessarily ponding water. It wasn't getting surface runoff. It wasn't getting discharged from a downspout. But in discussing practices. They were in a place where uh, a managed community where a service was coming in and doing all of the basics all of the time. And there was some phenomenal, I think they said they had eight to 10 inches of mulch under these, under these plants because part of the, the service that was required in this managed community was you come in, you know, you trim the bushes and then you mulch them. And instead of refreshing the mulch that's there and not adding any more, they just put another layer down. And and they said, would that cause would that cause a moisture problem? Well, yeah, absolutely. And and, uh, and, and this risk goes back to the basics of, of horticulture and, and plant care. Exactly. Yeah, and, and what we're saying, ladies and gentlemen, is that most of the problems that you are seeing in your landscape have a horticultural answer, a scientific solution of management and best practices to manage it. And I think, I think that um, in many cases, I, I, I don't want to upset the apple cart here too much, but the source, <laughs> the source, the source of your decline in your landscape is in most cases, um, 
a human one than it is a plant one or a or a active nature one because it's what I call um, self-inflicted um, plant-assisted suicide. Um, and, and and it, even be something is um, something that that folks are maybe they're having a service to it or maybe they're doing it themselves. And I'm I'm, I'm not getting into like having a, a, a big diatribe about how people do their, their actual lawn maintenance. But I had a case recently where after all of the questions, it was quite apparent that the, the, the lawn application, the broadleaf, uh, granular broadleaf control that was put down, was very likely put down at a time where heat caused it to volatilize, and it was actually because there was a, a a burn on the foliage of a tree. Well, and the other, young, th- you know, the other thing goes with that, Rich, and I, I I have seen this on on so many levels. It's the point of nauseum. Um, is that these products that are used for broadleaf weed control can be absorbed to the root systems of trees. They can be absorbed to the bark of the tree. They can be absorbed to the branches of the tree, and they can be absorbed through the foliage of the tree. And the problem is that these materials are designed to kill plants, okay? They are designed. That's, that is not a grass. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and the herbicide doesn't know when it's applied that the tree that it's applied to or near is not, not to affect that tree. These products are designed to kill weeds. In many cases, the, if you read the label, they list the very species of trees that in, are in your landscape as weed species to be controlled by these products. So the lawn care operator, the person that's applying these products is required by federal and state law to read the label and follow the label and not to apply, you know, sublethal or lethal dosing. And the other thing that goes with this, Rich, you can get me going on this one for all day long, (laughs) is that these products, if done repetitively enough, you create what they call sublethal dosing. And mm-hmm. sublethal dosing means that you not kill me with one big pinprick, you kill me with a bunch of pinpricks. So mm-hmm. what you end up doing is taking this plant and putting it under so much stress related to herbicide damage because the part that synthetic, the dirty little secret about synthetic auxins are is that they are a source sink herbicide, meaning that they start out in an apical, apical meristem or in a meristematic region of a plant, and then they bounce to another part of the plant as the plant's metabolic um, processes change. So it's been scientifically proven that let's take for a product like Weed Be Gone. Simple product, been on the market for a million years. Not a million years, but 40 years. This product, once applied to a tree, scientifically has been proven to stick around for up to three years and sometimes four years inside the tree. One application. And every time it moves from the roots to the tips and tips to the roots or to the other meristematic regions of the subject tree, it does irreversible damages to that plant. Stuff bounces around like a ping pong ball. And when that product is repeatedly used, it's going to be repeatedly 
taken up by that tree. Yep. And I also know folks get a little impatient if, if they put down a broad leaf on their lawn and that stuff doesn't die within a day, chances are they're going to go out and do another application way before the label says they should. And so they're just concentrating the problem. Yep. Yeah. It follow yep. the label, use some common sense, and really talk to people that will gently or otherwise steer you away from some bad practice. Yeah, and and, and, the, and, and I'm going to say this, you know, with all due respect, you know, this is the problem. Um, and, and a lot of these issues, I, I, I hear all kinds of excuses about why um, all it will, the, the tree will grow out of it. Bullpucky. Mm-hmm. It will not grow out of it. It will become deformed. It will become damaged. It will, in many cases, be in a place where it will then be susceptible to other pathogens attacking it. Okay? It's a, and this is a this is like the domino effect. The other thing that happens with these herbicides, Rich, and this is another dirty little secret that certain people don't want to get out, is that if you have trees of a, of the like species, for example, you have a, a, a planting of eastern white pine or a planting of pear trees or a planting of whatever same species, these trees, by the age of 18 to 20 years, will graft their roots together. Literally, mm-hmm. they become a community. And when you apply a herbicide to one tree, you then have a significantly high likelihood of potential to transfer to 40% more of the population by the root grafts. Mm-hmm. And I have seen this a million times. And, and I'll tell you, the prime place to see this at... <laughs> If you really want to see this, if you're traveling um, east of Columbus on I-70 and you're going toward the, the, the great state of West Virginia, there's places along there where the Ohio Department of somebody has applied <laughs> these herbicides as a method of right-of-way management, okay? And there's a lot over around Zanesville. There's a whole bunch of herbicide damage along I-70. And it's related to where these materials have been applied. And it looks like Death Valley along there. But <laughs> and, and but the point being is these products are have got a place in the management of the landscape. They do. But like anything else in life, too much of a good thing is a really bad thing. And this is where folks, if you are using these products, read the label, follow the label, and protect the plants in your landscape because the problem is that once you start to dose these plants with these with these plant killing products, it gets really difficult to pull them out of this out of this peril. So, Rich, I know you were going to get me wound up today for some reason, but um, <laughs> well, it's a recreational activity. Yeah, you get me going on herbicides, and it'll be. Uh, I, I I'm a pretty passionate guy about herbicide stuff. Rich, thank you very much. It's good to hear your voice, and uh, we will talk to you soon. Okay. Right, take care. Okay. Bye bye. Folks, more garden talk continues after this on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. It's our Ask the Experts weekend on the Miami Valley Radio Station with breaking news, weather, and traffic. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. 
Find new roads to savings at Dave Kale Chevrolet and Chevy Trucks. The intersection of Routes 4 and 29 in Mechanicsburg is the place you'll find dependable transportation. Great deals, no doubt, every day. For a young family member driving to and from school, for a person who spends a lot of time working on the road, or a parent who doubles as a shuttle service, you'll always find a great deal at Dave Kale Chevrolet and Chevy Trucks. Come see us and discover a big city selection of trucks, cars, vans, and SUVs. Dave Kale specializes in hard-to-find trucks. Make summer driving a pleasure with a vehicle you'll treasure. Dave says you'll always get a warm reception at his dealership. We urge you to take the easy country drive where you'll find no hassles, minimum time at the dealership, plus our great selection of GM-certified used vehicles. Find new roads to Dave Kale Chevrolet and Chevy Trucks, routes 4 and 29 in Mechanicsburg. Visit their website, DaveKehlChevrolet.com. Call 1-800-886-1000 to get started. For over 30 years, the place to save is Dave Kale's Chevrolet. When you look at your trees, do you see dead or hanging branches? Are leaves turning yellow or falling off? If your trees don't look healthy or if you're worried that they may be unsafe, call the tree care professionals at Arbor Experts, a locally owned and operated tree care company staffed with ISA certified arborists serving Greater Dayton. Visit their website at arbor-experts.com or call them at 937-233-4118. That's Arbor Experts at 233-4118. Did you know AT&T's internet offer maxes out at 50 megabits per second and could go as low as 768 kilobits per second depending on where you live? What kind of internet is that? Spectrum internet starts at 100 megabits per second. We give you the fastest starting speed for the price and include free access to a nationwide network of Wi-Fi hotspots. Get better internet at spectrum.com. Service is not available in all areas. Pricing and actual speeds may vary. Restrictions apply. See spectrum.com for details. Going throughout the day today, we're sticking around with the clouds and we do have the possibility for a shower or thunderstorm to pop up, especially once we get into the afternoon and into the evening hours. High temperature today of 77 degrees. Overnight tonight, we're staying mainly cloudy with a few of those lingering showers around the area. And tomorrow, cool once again, a high of around 78, mostly cloudy and a chance for showers. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. You're listening to an encore presentation of an Ask the Expert show on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. It's an Ask the Experts weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news weather and traffic station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. 457-1290 is the number of the dial if you would like to be part of Garden Talk. In the next half hour of uh, Garden Talk, Chris, this is what we're going to do. We're going to be speaking to Dax from Green Velvet Sod Farms. And along with that as well, guess what else, Chris? We're going to do a What Plan I Am. But for right now, let's go into the garden kitchen, Javon. You're listening to Garden Talk with Mark Weber on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Now it's time to go into the garden kitchen with Mark Weber, a weekly tip to improve your kitchen table. Today's in the garden kitchen is apricots. Now apricots are these beautifully orange colored fruits that are full of beta carotene and fiber and are currently considered to be one of the first signs of summer. Um, you can buy them dried, you can buy them canned, and I tell you what, I love them fresh. Um, and they're unique in many ways because they're very high in vitamin C. 
Apricot's origin uh, is quite disputed. In fact, it's one of the most unsettled, uh, controversial topics in many parts of horticulture about where apricots really began. In fact, apricots date back over thousands of years. In fact, the, the plant itself is native to Armenia, which many believe, and there's been some controversy even about that question. But this is a fruit that uh, really loves dry climates. Um, the tree is more cold-hardy than most peaches, by the way, which is kind of an interesting um, thing. And it's actually cold-hardy all the way down to about negative 22 degrees Fahrenheit. Um, and in the United States, this plant can be grown in USDA Zone 5 through 8. But probably the greatest limiting factor at growing apricots is spring frost. Um, furthermore, most, ap most apricots um, are only sensitive to the spring temperatures, not so much um, the, the winter temperatures. They prefer a soil that's well-drained, and I will tell you that's important, but also soil pH. They like to operate in a soil pH around 6.0 to 7.0, and most apricots are um, grafted on top of plum and peach rootstocks, and, uh, and you can grow different varieties of apricots that give you differences in size and flavor. Um, some of the more popular varieties of apricot in the United States that you can find are varieties like uh, Moorpark and Tilton and Perfection. Um, but some uh, cultivars of apricots are actually self-compatible and do not require pollinators as trees as others. A good example of that is like Mooncot, Moongold, and Sungold are examples that uh, really don't require a whole lot of pollination. Now, I will tell you that there is one of my unique ones that I have never tried, and I actually found some yesterday, which kind of spurred me on to today's broadcast of putting this plant up for in the garden kitchen was black apricots or purple apricots, which, by the way, is a hybrid um, of the apricot mixed with the cherry plum, which is kind of an interesting little combination. And I've got some sitting on my kitchen counter at home waiting to ripen. We'll see how that goes as well. You know, apricots contain a various amount of phytochemicals, including um, provitamin A and beta carotene. And they have a lot of unique tastes and aromas that come from compounds like sucrose and glucose, organic acids, turpins, and a whole bunch of list of other things. But what I think is most unique about apricots are is their flavor and their taste. But keep in mind that the seed of an apricot contains high levels of cyanide, so be careful in that regard. This week's In the Garden Kitchen apricots more garden talk continues after this on am 1290 and news 95.7 whio this is the station dayton turns to first for live team coverage of breaking news whio dayton springfield your news starts now depend on it it's 7.30. I'm Jonah Adi with a WHIO News Update. Our top story we're following this morning. Damage caused by severe weather activity yesterday. We're probably in for more rain today. Plus, an update on one of the groundbreaking hospitals in the Miami area. Warm and muggy yesterday, but not the case today. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag. My exclusive forecast is coming up. 
WHIO triple team traffic. So far, so good out there on this Saturday morning. You shouldn't have any trouble getting to where you need to go. Those drive times looking normal for the freeways. Just keep in mind of the misty conditions could make it a little hard to see. It's our top story. We saw multiple fires yesterday caused by lightning throughout the Miami Valley. Residents at an apartment complex on Seabreeze Court in Washington Township had a roof of the buildings catch fire because of lightning. Another structure in Beaver Creek was also reportedly hit. Chief Meteorologist Eric Elwell tells us that it could have been worse. Because we stayed in the mid-60s through the day, we were lucky we did not get the severe weather that occurred to the west. The next thing we'll be looking at into the weekend is the threat for more rain that could cause flooding because the ground has been so dry for the past couple of days. That's WHIO's James Bukley. Fortunately, nobody has been reported injured in these storms. Well, it's the end of a landmark hospital in the Miami Valley. The last patients at Good Samaritan were treated, transferred, and discharged as of 6 p.m. last night. The hospital doesn't technically close until just after midnight on Monday, but nobody else will be getting treatment from them in the meantime, the hospital will be providing a list of emergency departments and urgent care centers nearby until the official closing. Premier Health says Good Sam is being closed because of it being unsustainable to operate two hospitals within five miles of each other. Well, now to Fairborn, where charges are being filed against a man accused of stabbing someone on Princeton Avenue. 21-year-old Jordan Tyler allegedly stabbed another man in the neck early Friday morning. That man is taken to the hospital. No word yet on his identity or condition. Tyler is now facing charges of felonious assault and carrying a concealed weapon. Bond for Tyler has been set at $75,000. Now, let's get a look at that weather forecast. Here's meteorologist J uh, Jesse Mag. Going throughout the day today, we're sticking around with the clouds, and we do have the possibility for a shower or thunderstorm to pop up, especially once we get into the afternoon and into the evening hours. High temperature today of 77 degrees. Overnight tonight, we're staying mainly cloudy with a few of those lingering showers around the area. And tomorrow, cool once again, a high of around 78, mostly cloudy and a chance for showers. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. A latest scan of the Doppler 7 radar shows majority of the rain we were watching earlier in the northern Miami Valley is moving out of the area at this time. We're seeing things looking mostly clear. No new showers on the way just yet. 65 degrees in Springfield, 66 in Xenia, 65 in Dayton at 733. I'm Jonah Adi on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Depend on it. Hi, this is Larry Hanskin with Richard Herps of Keller Williams Hometown Realty. Richard, through the years, we've talked a lot about what you can do for someone who is looking to sell their home. But do you have any advice for someone who's looking to buy? Well, some of the best tips would be in this type of a market is to determine and stick to a budget. Identify the neighborhoods that you want to look at and also find out what's important to you and the home that you choose. And most importantly, with inventory so low, when you find that right home, be ready to make a decision quickly and bid competitively. And what's the next thing they need to do to make sure the process goes smoothly? Call me at 477-1411. Now you've got homes that are available that might in fact match up well with someone who's out there who's put their wish list together. That's right. We prospect daily looking for buyers and sellers. So if you need to buy or sell, call me immediately at 477-1411. And your website again. That's teamherbst.com, T-E-A-M. H-E-R-B-S-T dot com. When you look at your trees, do you see dead or hanging branches? Are leaves turning yellow or falling off? 
If your trees don't look healthy or if you're worried that they may be unsafe, call the tree care professionals at Arbor Experts, a locally owned and operated tree care company staffed with ISA certified arborists serving Greater Dayton. Visit their website at arbor-experts.com or call them at 937-233-4118. That's Arbor Experts at 233-4118. This is WHIO's Clark Howard. I save you money, and the gang at WHIO work hard to bring you live breaking weather, traffic, and news right here. W-H-I-O. You're listening to an encore presentation of an Ask the Expert show on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. How can you grow a better lawn? Let's go in the grass with Randy Tisher of Green Velvet Sod Farms on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. And sitting in for Mr. Tisher is Dax. Dax, good morning. Good morning, Mark. How are you? I am well. You know, Dax, I I love your your thoughts about today's topic because it kind of dovetails with what uh, we've been talking about all day, that uh, stress in plants in many cases is induced by human activity more than just weather and uh growing great great grass like i described to a caller in, in this in the first hour of garden talk this morning is all about from the roots up and uh, you can you can buy the best grass seed in the world and buy the best fertilizer in the world but if you don't have a root system you don't have diddly squat when it comes to grass do you 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 do not and So today, I mean, we just want to try to touch basis on why you can tell if you have brown spots and and the reasons you might have those brown spots in your yard. Go ahead and tell us, sir. So um, the first thing, we want to rule out a few things, but the first thing we're going to cover is is drought stress. Is it drought stress? Mm -hmm. Uh, The most common things we can look for to see if it is drought stress is going to be discoloration. Um, do you, does your yard have a bluish gray tint to it? Um, when you're mowing, do you leave footprints? Do you leave tracks with your, your wheels? Um, cool season grass typically needs about an inch of water at least a week during we, when we get to these warm temperatures. If you do not get that, you are going to start to go dormant or show these stress signs. Mind you that these are perfectly normal. If you do not want to water, um, your grass can withstand. It is going to go dormant, but it can withstand that at, to protect itself. Secondly, um, is it insect damage? Um, the problem with insect damage is a lot of those insects are um, going to show the same symptoms as summer stress or even some of the diseases out there. Um, they're going to show up as brown spots, spotches, or patches in the yard, which a lot of people will think are summer stress. Uh, the first, the most common ones that we're going to see here are chinch bug, bill bug, grubs, and sod webworms. Um, chinch bugs, um, the easiest way to determine if you have these is pretty much your hands and knees test. You're actually going to get out there in the yard and the brown patches that you see, you're going to pull back the grass, you're going to look at the crowns or the growing points of the plant, and you will actually be able to see the chinch bugs down in there. Um, the next one, the bill bug, a quick, easy way to do that is um, the tug test. Same thing, you're going to go to the brown patches, you're going to pull up on that grass. Um, If it is dormant, the grass will withstand that tug. If it is bill bug damage, you actually break it off right at the crown, the growing part of the plant, and you actually see sawdust-like material where the bill bugs were feeding. Um, That is a quick, easy way to determine if you have bill bugs. 
Um, grubs, which I'm sure you've talked about on the show several times, um, here later in the summer, early fall, you're going to be able to start to see that grub damage in the yard. Um, you'll be able to pull your, your grass up pretty much like carpet. Um, that is an easy way to tell if you have grub. The best advice I can give is before you go do these things is just look at an image of insects so you know what you're looking for. So like your chinch bug does have five nymphal stages, uh-huh. so they do look different. Um, so rather than me trying to explain each one, it'd be easier to mm-hmm. just look at the pictures to see what they look like. Same with bill bugs. Um, the young bill bug is actually going to look like a grub, but it does not have legs. So um, knowing what you're looking at is going to help you. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> There are preventative treatments for most of those issues. So if you keep a close eye on things, you will be able to prevent any of those issues from happening. Last but not least, there is disease out there. So your most common diseases um, are going to be red thread, brown patch, dollar spot, summer patch. So this time of the year, um, obviously diseases are running rampant or going to be running rampant. They love moisture, they love humidity, and they love warm weather, which right now we have all three of those things. So expect, if you have not seen disease out there, expect to start seeing it. Um, red thread, um, quick identification. If if you see kind of a reddish hue to it, um, typically that's going to be red thread. Uh, brown patch uh, is going to kind of have a frog eye or a uh, smoke ring around it. Typically it's easiest to see in the morning with some dew. Um, dollar spot, typically early in the morning, you'll see mycelium or the fuzzy stuff at the top of it, if you will. Um, those are quick identifiers, but um, disease, a lot of times your grass can withstand those disease problems. You can do cultural practices to try to help reduce those as far as uh, mowing not as frequently, especially during the summer months, because you can pass a lot of those diseases through mower, through your feet, et cetera. right. right. And, and, um, and Dax, I think it's important for our listeners to understand is is that these diseases, for the most part, are related to plant stress. And if we can reduce, yes, if we can reduce the plant stress with with proper gar- with proper watering, proper fertility, and proper mowing practices, in most cases, we can eliminate their these the presence and their effect on the plant as well. Dax, thank you so much for being part of Garden Talk, and you did a great job, and we look forward to working with you again, sir. Sounds good. Thanks, Mark. Have a good day. You bet, sir. Bye-bye. You've been in the grass with Randy Tisher of Green Velvet Zod Farms. Our Ask the Expert phone lines are open to answer your gardening and landscape questions. Call Mark Weber at 457-1290. It's our Ask the Expert weekend on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. 457-1290 is the number of the dial if you would like to be part of this morning's broadcast. And I about completed... The first What Plant I Am to be published at GardenTalkBlog.com. And remember how this works, folks. I am the plant. Your job as the listener of Garden Talk is to call 457-1290 and speak to a really nice guy um, named Chris. He's my executive producer, and he keeps me really out of trouble. Um <laughs> Don't you, Chris? I try my best. You, you do a really good job at this. Now, keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen, I am the plant. This thinking computer is driving me crazy today. 
and I am the plant. My job, your job as the listener of Garden Talk today is to guess what I am. And I'm a very unique plant. I will say this. I am very, very unique. In fact, I am one of the most unique of my type anywhere found in the world. And if you ever see me in real life, you will really be impressed with me, okay? I am, I have the largest leaf, simple leaf and single flower of any a native plant species in North America. You hear me right. I have the largest simple leaf and single flower of any native plant in North America. I am found in rich mesophytic woodland conditions. I tolerate low light levels. However, I do not tolerate full shade. Natural regeneration of me is quite limited due to the scarcity of mature seeds that form from from my older brothers and sisters. My species is plagued with poor seed set and low seed viability. I am often short-lived under cultivation because my human caretakers don't give me the requirements I need to thrive. Lastly, Chris, to get those largest blooms of any plant in North America, I in most cases take 12 or more years to bloom, Chris. So what plant am I? 457-1290 is the number of the dial. If you know what plant I am, with your idea to win, with your opportunity to win a $25 gift card to Knollwood, let's go talk to John and Sydney. John and Sydney, good morning. Hello, this is John's wife. <laughs> well, hi, John's wife. <laughs> well, I, I have flocks growing, and they come up every year. And this year, the tops of them are starting to get in curly-like and turning under. And I wondered what's, what I should do about that, what I should put on them. And this is this tall flocks? Yes, uh-huh. Okay, are the leaves green, or do they have some whitish stuff going on at the top? Or tell me what... No, it... they're, they're green. They're all green. Okay, and they're curly. Yes, they're starting to curl. Do they? And curling means, like, severe or just, like, little curling? Like, a little bit of limited curling? Well, some of them have a little bit, and some of them have more. Okay, you know, turning well, under. Uh, and and so, John's wife, this is what I want you to do. <laughs> um, I want you to take the tip of those leaves that are curling, okay? Uh huh. And I want you to turn them upside down. And I want oh. you to look to see if there's any creatures underneath those leaves. Okay. I got a sneaking hunch you may have aphid damage or aphid issues going on. Well, I don't. I didn't see. I looked at. I didn't see bugs on them or anything. Look under. Look on. Look under the leaf. Uh huh. Look under the leaf. If and and what I'm saying is that they're going to be under the leaf because it's too hot to be on top of the leaf. If they're on top of the leaf, they one may be plucked out by predators, but two, they may be baked by the sun. Uh huh. Um, Okay. And 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 very well may be aphids. That's the first thing that comes to mind. It may be another insect, too. So you want to look for any type of carcasses of previous people that have been there. People being bugs, by the way. Yes. uh Um, You can also get this kind of curling related to mildews. 
And we see that a lot on flocks. And then the third thing that it could could be, and again, we have a lot of coulds and not, not which one it should be, but it could also be herbicides too. What is that? Stuff we spray in our lawn for weed control. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, that could be. Yeah, I see that a lot. And a lot uh-huh. of times it comes from the neighbor next door or from the neighbor's lawn care company next door. Oh, okay. Okay. Okay, I thank you. Thank you, ma'am, and good luck, and, and, and tell John I said hi. Okay, I'll do that. All right, bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye. 457-1290. So what plan am I, folks? I have the largest, largest leaf and flower of any plant in North America. That should be a big clue, Chris. A big clue. I am found in rich, mesophytic woodland areas you're not going to find me ladies and gentlemen in a in in a in a cultivated landscape very often i'll tell you that right now i am tolerant of low light levels but however i need i if you put me in full shade i will die i won't live at all um and i'm very my seed viability it really is lousy and it takes almost 12 years before i bloom so folks what plant am i Four five seven twelve ninety. If you see me, you'd be amazed by me. I am an absolutely beautiful plant. Um, you will find me. In fact, there are plantings of me actually here in Dayton, Ohio, at, a, at two places. One is Cox Arboretum, and I think the other one is Woodland Cemetery. So, what plant am I? Four five seven twelve ninety. More garden talk continues after this on AM twelve ninety and News ninety five seven W H I O. The Miami Valley's only radio station for twenty four hour breaking news, weather, and traffic. AM twelve ninety and News ninety five seven W H I O. Stockslagers is our name. Since nineteen fifty nine, the Stockslagers family mission is to bring you quality plants at affordable prices. Remember to maintain your growing garden with the necessary nutrients from our complete range of fertilizers. Protect your flowers and vegetable plants from damaging insects. Our knowledgeable staff can recommend the right products from organics to the tried and true brands. We're here for you year-round to serve your gardening needs. Find us in New Lebanon on State Route 35. David Cemetery has been serving the families of the Miami Valley since 1826. Families often remark that pre-planning was the greatest gift a parent has given them. Act with love, plan ahead, and talk about what you might want. Help your family by relieving the burden of difficult financial and emotional decisions during a time of grief. For more information, call 937-434-2255 or go to davidcemetery.com. David Cemetery, generations of care. Did you know AT&T's internet offer maxes out at 50 megabits per second and could go as low as 768 kilobits per second depending on where you live? What kind of internet is that? Spectrum internet starts at 100 megabits per second. We give you the fastest starting speed for the price and include free access to a nationwide network of Wi-Fi hotspots. Get better internet at spectrum.com. Service is not available in all areas. Pricing and actual speeds may vary. Restrictions apply. See spectrum.com for details. When you look at your trees, do you see dead or hanging branches? Are leaves turning yellow or falling off? 
If your trees don't look healthy or if you're worried that they may be unsafe, call the tree care professionals at Arbor Experts, a locally owned and operated tree care company staffed with ISA certified arborists serving Greater Dayton. Visit their website at arbor-experts.com or call them at 937-233-4118. That's Arbor Experts at 233-4118. Don't let the heat beat you down this summer. A new carrier system installed by Integrity Heating and Cooling can help you keep cool. Contact us today to find out how our new systems can save you thousands in energy bills. Integrity Heating and Cooling, along with Carrier. Turn to the experts. Going throughout the day today, we're sticking around with the clouds, and we do have the possibility for a shower or thunderstorm to pop up, especially once we get into the afternoon and into the evening hours. High temperature today of 77 degrees. Overnight tonight, we're staying mainly cloudy with a few of those lingering showers around the area. And tomorrow, cool once again, a high of around 78, mostly cloudy and a chance for showers. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. You're listening to an encore presentation of an Ask the Expert show on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. When the Miami Valley gets hit with breaking news, severe weather, or traffic tie-ups, depend on us for up-to-the-minute information. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. I have the largest simple leaf and the largest single flower of any native plant in North America. Hmm. I am found in rich mesophilic woodlands. I am tolerant of low light levels. However, I will not tolerate full shade. Natural regeneration of me is really lousy. That's why you don't find me a lot. But when you find me, you usually find me in groups or groves with other of my brothers and sisters. And I take almost 12 years to bloom. 457-1290. What plant am I at? What's at stake today, ladies and gentlemen? is a $25 gift card to Norwood. Let's talk to Kathy in Beaver Creek. Good morning. What plant am I today, Kathy? Lily of the Valley. Not today. Do you sell it at your garden store? I sure don't because I don't have a garden store. 457-1290. Let's go talk to Juanita. Juanita, good morning. Good morning. What plant am I today, Juanita? You are the stink plant. No, I don't stink. Darn. (laughs) Yeah, I have an interesting odorous, but I am not a stinky odorous. I remember it from 12 years ago, but I can't remember the name of it. We'll get there. When When you see me, though. When you see me, it is, I am distinct. Yes, I saw it at Cox. Okay, thank it, you. Uh, ooh, do I have big leaves. Four, five, seven, twelve, ninety. Chris, who is up on line three? Having some software issues here, so uh, not really sure. Okay, well, let's talk to number three. Good morning. What's your name? Hello, what's your name? Hello. Hello, what plant am I today? Big What's that? You are right. What's your name, sir? Stephen Green. Stephen Green. Well, guess what? You won yourself a $25 gift card to Nola because there are gardeners like you and I. How did you know, Stephen Green, that I was uh, the Big Leaf Magnolia? My neighbor was. You have had one next door, and I love that tree. Yeah, the connection you, we have is really lousy. So I'm going to put you on hold, okay? Okay. All right. And Chris will get all your vitals so you can get your $25 gift card to Nolwood, okay? Thanks. Thank you, sir. 
Yeah, my, my, I'm a big leaf magnolia, ladies and gentlemen. In fact, I will tell you, if you see me, um, you'll find me a lot of times if you ever spend time in the Appalachian Ridge of the United States. You'll find me in southern parts of very southern tip of Ohio. Um, I produce these leaves that are enormous. I mean, enormous on many different fronts. I produce a bloom that is bigger than a dinner plate. And I am unique in so many different ways. Well, folks, that'll be a wrap it up for hour number two. Do not let your gardening hearts go to trouble because there's a whole nother hour of garden talk ahead. A, gr- a, gr- a great, a good choice to win, win another. Uh, something's going on with Chris, but it's okay. Everything's fine, folks. We'll be right back after this on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. WHIO.